to Morning Coffee and Mimosas. This is Christina. And this is Joe. And we are a father-daughter duo. We come here Sunday mornings. You can come here anytime you please. And we banter about life, about business, and we do it over coffee and mimosas. Awesome. Thanks for spending time with us this morning. So, Christina, I thought this would be a really good opportunity to talk about being one year locked down, working from home, our challenges and opportunities that has cost. I worked from home quite a bit before. Mm-hmm. You did. <laughs> so yeah. that wasn't a new thing for me completely. But it wasn't all week. The major right? difference right. is travel. Yeah. I right. mean, I went into an office in the city. I went into local offices in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And then I was on a plane most weeks. Mm-hmm. I'd be in a hotel room for a couple nights of the week. That's a good point. You did a lot of traveling too. Mm-hmm. So since we've been in our, I, I call it my little box my office <laughs> my fishbowl because i have a Both big window boxes. on the side my little fishbowl that i spend hours and hours of the weekend it is definitely an interesting dynamic right dad getting it used is. to it really is and it's kind of a nice segue from our episode last week if you happen to tune in if you didn't check out episode five we talked about how to sell in a remote environment. Yep. So this is a nice continuation to get a little bit more big picture about it because people, how do you adapt to this? And I think we're going to be likely staying like this for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Some people may never go back to an office. That's right. Or it'll be a quasi type of situation. And there's a lot of pros and cons. It does extend a lot of work-life balance benefits, especially for people with families. You can mm-hmm. get more family time in. You can throw a load of laundry in, maybe between a meeting, things except, like that. Except that quality family time is turning into, can I go back to the office? Please? <laughs> I need to get away. Dad, you, yeah, that's always been your happy place. <laughs> no, but you know, there are pros. There's a lot of pros in not buying gas, not having to travel back and forth to work and the wear and tear on the car and all that. And there's cons to it. So that's what we're going to get to. So what we're going to talk about today is how do you take the cons and adapt? Like, how can we all adapt a little bit differently? And everybody's in a different situation. Right. I feel very lucky that I have a room that is an office that I'm able to close the door and feel like I'm at work. A lot of people are in a studio apartment and you maybe have a spouse or a significant other or a friend that's working there too. So you really have to figure out in your environment, Mm -hmm. how do you make this work? How do you create an office space that works for you so that you can stay motivated and really make the most out of your week? Right. I think we could lead into this nicely Mm -hmm. with just something I've observed in life from you, dad. Uh Oh, people talk a lot about how putting yourself in the mindset by getting dressed can take you a long way in trying to get there as far as put yourself in the mindset for what you're going to do. So you've always been kind of an enigma to me because Uh here it comes. I love clothes. I have a lot of clothes. I have clothes for every different thing that a human could do. Yeah, I'm just glad you're not on my payroll anymore. That's all I can say. (laughs) And you should be glad you're not doing my laundry. (laughs) Exactly. Because there's a lot, you know, like I, I change clothes a lot of times throughout a day. But you've always been very interesting because listeners... I'm going to introduce you to, 
I, I refer to my dad as like the Peter Griffin, like <laughs> the uniform, <laughs> the uniform. I'm not that fat, though. No, no. <laughs> but tell us a little about the Joe uniform and where it came from. Where it came from? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I agree. You should get dressed in the morning. You know, don't roll out of bed and be in your pajamas and go to work. And I subscribe to that. So I literally get up and shower and get dressed and go to work. But what does that mean, get dressed? So when I would go into the office, it was business casual. So dress shirt and docker pants and so on. That's what my business casual outfit is. But I've noticed that I wear jeans now and I have two pairs of jeans. So basically in one year, I wear these two pairs of jeans. Like I wear one for two days or something and what is wash that like? it. And then I wear the other one and what so is on. unique and about each pair? Is one dark? Is one no, light? No, they're exactly the same. Same oh. brand, same everything. I look so exactly to, the to same. Anybody, I have a uniform. Anybody outside, you have yeah, one pair of jeans. I have one pair of jeans and, and I wear <laughs> I wear like button down or, you know, open collar dress shirts all the time. All the time. Summer, winter, whatever. I have a uniform. I look the same. I don't even think about it. <laughs> the only time, and I mean, I think he, he even throws that on to go to the beach with like a pair of sandals. Well, because I, I really hate the beach. So that's a whole other story. <laughs> we'll talk about that. So that's just my opportunity. So I don't have to hang out too long at the beach. Moral uh, of this story is dad is always ready for work. Always. He sleeps. He, he wakes up. He <laughs> takes the cover off and he's in his now jeans. Wait, belt, I didn't say I sleep down. in them. <laughs> I don't sleep in them. A that. funny story when I was. I guess it was high school or college. I had a job at the Paramus Boys Club in high school, and I was the janitor. So anyway, I have to say that I have always worn dress clothes because I went to Catholic grammar school, and I had a uniform for school. So my parents, I'm one of six kids, and my mom and dad, your grandparents, I pretty much had my blue pants and white shirt and blue tie, which was my uniform for school, and then like dress pants and shoes. So I never really had sneakers and jeans, believe it or not. That was kind of like my code. Anyway, <laughs> so there was a girl that liked me and I liked her. Wait, in, mom in, wasn't the only no, girl that ever no, liked you? No, no. There were other girls uh, that liked you? Yeah, well, just Whoa. for a little while. But this was really funny because I always had these dress pants and stuff. I know this sounds stupid and everybody's listening going, he's a real idiot. But so... <laughs> One of the women that worked there, she was an elderly woman that also did cleaning. She passed away. And so I asked, because I'm a real smooth guy here, I asked that girl that I liked. You didn't have a first date at a funeral. We went to the wake together. Dad, what <laughs> so, a creep. <laughs> what a so, creep. <laughs> she said yes. Wow, and you so, found a way for a free date, too. You're like, I oh, actually, there's an event going on. Right. <laughs> it's terrible. I actually... Went to the store and bought a pair of jeans. I had jeans and dress shoes on, which probably didn't go. It looked stupid. And a dress shirt. Hold hold the phone. You decided to get your first pair of jeans for a wake? <laughs> yeah. You're supposed to dress nice for a Well, Well, I went, I went. This is really embarrassing. So I went to pick her up at her house. And I had no idea. She had really strict parents. I walked in the house. No lie. She was upstairs. The mother, the father, and her sister and brother were sitting on a couch. It was like the Spanish Inquisition. Inquisition. Yes. And they were very polite and they chatted with me. And then she came down and then we went to the wake. 
and I bought her ice cream after. I brought her home. And when I went to work the next time, and when I saw her, she said that I wasn't allowed to go out with her anymore because her father was shocked that I wore jeans. To awake? To awake. Well, he was probably also shocked. <laughs> he was like, this bum takes you to awake for your first date. That's right. But anyway, <laughs> so that's my uniform. Yeah, this story, we really got off the rails here. <laughs> that was really bad. But I you should. the bottom it, line is you should get dressed. Yeah, like, the, the bottom line is we just learned that you were once a janitor. <laughs> we, and then we learned that you... T- you're. <laughs> Thank God you found mom because you were taking girls to wakes for for your dates. I'm smooth. I'm telling you. Wow. Okay. So I don't even know where to go from here, Dad. Well, I, I think what we could do is we could quickly transition to. I don't even know where to go. Technology. How about that? Yes. So make how sure, do you use Make technology? sure your Wi-Fi. I'm getting off the subject really quick so because she, she's staring at me and yeah, it's like she wants like to keep a, going. So we threw the body in the woods. Right. <laughs> how do but, we move on? Let's, let's d- distract going. the That's audience right. from anything we just said and let's get back to the topic. Exactly. So we are talking today yes. because everybody just was like, what am I even listening to? Yes. Um, it's not dating tips. We are going to talk not. about how, how to be efficient and enjoy your life and provide yourself some balance in a virtual well, office and, environment and we know that all of you listening have been doing this for a year number one i would like to say most of your technology comes from work as far as what you're using the pcs and so on if you are working remotely your company has given you stuff but i've seen one of the biggest weaknesses has been home wi-fi and yes. with everybody on zoom you get frozen and things stop so that has to be updated you should really ramp up your home Wi-Fi with a good router and make sure you have enough bandwidth. I also think you have to think about that if you've got multiple people yeah, in that's one it. home and they're all that are on. on. That's correct. But hopefully you can ask if you work for a large enough company, ask their IT for suggestions, or if you can hardwire your computer in, which may not work for some people. But um, I am lost. Hardwire. The network wire. Wires? Wires? Yeah. Wires. Dad, wow. what year is this? Oh, oh I'm sorry. I flashed <laughs> back to 1985. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, you can still hardwire things, and that's mm-hmm. a good way to get a better connection if you need to present or do something dynamic. Well, this is not a technology talk, but let me just say this. For example, if you have TVs and have people watching TV and you have Oh, Amazon like they're Fire using Netflix whatever. and things yeah. like that. If the T, if you can figure a way to run a network cable to the TV box to the Amazon Fire or Apple TV, that would help because then that TV is not using bandwidth. Hmm. You follow? I so. don't, but that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyway, I mean, that's this a, is that's a big challenge for people though because I think a mm-hmm. lot of people that have kids that are on a Zoom or something yep. for their schoolwork, it's very tough. I will tell you another thing: microwaves can interfere with the Wi-Fi from the microwave oven. That's oh, a good point. I've seen that. That's probably where there's a lot of embarrassment, especially. I know, like, I'll be on a Zoom call for an hour. And I'm just listening, and then it's time for me to talk. And for some reason, the Wi-Fi decides to flip out at that point. You know, um, that's a big deal. I, I like <clears throat> to look at that's kind of like the hard side of technology, and then there's like the soft side. I don't know, hard skills, soft skills. We'll What's go the that soft way. Side? I think about how you can use it. My challenge is there's naturally that stuff, just technology not working in your favor. But I think. My biggest challenges with the 100% home office environment has more been like the ability to connect with people. Or inability. 
inability yeah. to connect with people because I'm a social being. Mm-hmm. I talk to strangers. I'm, a, you know, very annoying. So I like we to... Told, be- when she was like seven, we told her not to talk to strangers. But <laughs> yeah, it, I never it really understood helped. stranger danger. <laughs> they tried, but I've always, like, you know, I've talked to strangers. So it was a big adjustment for me to adapt to not traveling, kind of having mm-hmm. the same four walls around me every day. And I found technology, whether it's the conferencing tools like Teams, Zoom, Google Hangouts, I found that to be a window into other people. And using that as a way to make sure that you're keeping connections with people and it drives accountability, it drives just the overall feeling of collaboration and really helps you to feel like you're in an office. Right. So I, I find from a technology standpoint, when it's working, that is something that has been really important for me. So if I could summarize a little bit, one of the advantages of being in an office is you can get up, go down the hall or go to another cubicle, however you work and talk to somebody and say, Hey, I have an idea or this or that. Now we're kind of in little boxes, our own little boxes remotely miles away from each other. So you're saying to use that, even though it's not a formal meeting, maybe use zoom or Google hangouts or text or pick up the phone, like the old-fashioned way, right? And actually call someone and say, "Hey, I have an idea." Yeah, push yourself. Push to yourself connect to with connect, people. and that's that's very true because I found that that's been something I've missed is just being able to bounce an idea off somebody. Because when you start to write the email, it it's not always right, like to say, "Oh, hey, Christina, I have an idea about," and you're starting to you're spending a lot of time formulating one if you just picked up the phone and called. You know, or said, hey, can you hop on a quick Zoom and you're looking at each other and just bounce something right. off. Right. Well, and I think it's such a good point because a lot of people hide behind their email. And maybe you're somebody that's super introverted and that's okay for mm-hmm. you. But I think as far as just feeling like you're part of something mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be with a company, right? You could just be doing, maybe you do volunteer work. Maybe mm-hmm. it's networking. Right, well, yeah. But find a way to connect with people and have the conversation. Don't hide behind your email. You can send an email, but so many times people just spend time, throw an email out there, and then it's like no connection, no ability to understand the context or yeah. the way that you meant uh, something. You're right. Because I kind of have a little mini rule that if I if it's, if it's you send me an email on something and I reply, and then you're replying back with a question... I start to then pick up the phone because I'm thinking, you know what, this could go back and forth. and Right, and then email becomes an IM. Yeah. And it's like, and it's not that, what is this volley? Yeah. Let's just talk about Correct. this. Correct. Yeah, and the danger in email or text messaging is that sometimes the emotion or concepts get missed and people misunderstand what you're saying. So people can get annoyed and you didn't even mean to annoy them and so right. on. Right. So that's very, very, very important. And I think it goes a long way with another pointer, right? When we're thinking about the hacks for work from home, find somebody that's like your accountability partner. Mm -hmm. And you have to think about the things that you struggle with because Mm -hmm. everybody, some people may say, I flourish from home. I have never worked better. And I think once you figure out how to work, you may agree. Mm -hmm. And everybody can get into that position where they can be super productive from home. But if you're somebody that struggles with holding yourself accountable. And if you find that you're getting distracted by things in your everyday life or letting other things distract you, make sure you find somebody that you're sharing 
what it is you've got going on, your goals, the priorities that you need to accomplish Mm -hmm. that day, that week, that month. And it doesn't have to be somebody at work. It can be. And certainly you've got your boss or colleagues, counterparts, but it could be a friend. It could be your husband. It could be your roommate, Mm -hmm. somebody else that's in the same boat. Just have an accountability partner so that you guys know kind of, all right, these are the big picture things that have to get done and we're going to make sure that we're we're both accomplishing it. And even that can combat procrastination because everyone battles procrastination and I don't care who you are. And if you say you don't, you're lying. Then you're dealing with lying too. You're lying. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Because that, that old joke, I'm the president of the American Procrastinators Club, but we haven't gotten around to having a meeting. So, <laughs> <laughs> Procrastinators Anonymous. Yes. And sometimes, by the way, I'm going to make a great statement. I think some procrastination is actually helpful. There's been things I've put off doing and then didn't have to do them because it Did wasn't somebody needed. else do it or just no, was it, not it necessary? Wasn't, it wasn't needed. There's a lot of stuff like that, yes. right? Or something <laughs> so, that seems like a big issue in the moment. And then you're like, yeah. oh, I'm going to get to that later. And then you're like, it solved itself. Right, right. So <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna make another one of my... The Joe-isms. Joe-ism that, that... I make up words and you have good Joe-isms. That's correct. That I'm going to say something that is controversial, but fun. Because I think it's all... BS. I'm not going to say the words. BS. When you see you guys, that means bullshit. To, oh, okay. How to how to battle procrastination? You know what procrastination is? I have a job that I have to do, or a task, and I don't want to do it, or it takes too long, or it's really onerous, and I'm going to do every other thing I can do to avoid that. You rarely <laughs> procrastinate on the things you enjoy. <laughs> right. Right. So. The thing about procrastination Let's think is about in that holding for a your, second, yeah, though, right? Have right. you ever been like, eh, I really don't want to eat that ice cream right now? Exactly. <laughs> I've never procrastinated about going to Carvel. Like, it's never no, entered my mind. You're never mind. like, oh, you know, yeah. I just, I'll, or, I'll get Carvel later. Yeah, or it's a beautiful day. Um, what are you doing for lunch? Let's go, you know, like go outside no, for lunch. I, you know what? <laughs> I'll have lunch later. Right. No. <laughs> no. No. And that's why, to me, it's asinine. Half the stuff you read, how to avoid procrastination. Well, okay, but that, there that's are brilliant. so many books about it. I mean, the industry for procrastination <laughs> I, because everybody I've put struggles off from every it. one of them. I've never started. <laughs> I have fourteen of them. But the point I'm making with this, as it relates to what you were just saying about having an accountability partner and communicating, is when you have things that you have to do that you know have to get done, and they're either hard or involved, or they take concentration, you know, at some point, I have to do it, but we put it off. And And it never gets easier. No. So the only to me, (laughs) and I, I listen, anybody disagrees, please put it in the comments. The only thing that's worked for me is just literally setting a stopwatch. You know what, I'm going to do five minutes, I'm going to literally set my alarm on my watch or on my phone. And I'm going to work on this for five minutes, no more, no less. That is an artificial, okay, I'm starting. And I have found that just doing that means I've pushed that stone. I've gotten it moving. Because you did something. I did something. And inertia is a huge thing. It takes a tremendous amount of energy to start something moving, but not 
that much energy to keep something moving. So I use that, my only tip, here I am, I just lied, I just, I'm giving you a procrastination tip. <laughs> But it's the only thing that's worked for me. Do you remember when he said that yeah. there, there's no, it's just no. man up and do it? <laughs> it's true, but it's it, it can't just be man up and do it. To me, what's worked for I me. I think you're 100% right. I just literally set my stopwatch and go, okay, I'm starting. And then I start to pull the documents. I have to read this thing or whatever. And the alarm goes off, but I find, oh, wow. I'm, I'm, I'm now in you're kind of into it. I'm into it. So I'm going to keep going. Right. And that's the only thing that works. All the other garbage that you read you're really afraid of the word bullshit huh well i'm just trying to it's a g group here you know that's <laughs> <laughs> so anyway i don't think any children under like thing. i don't know 10 yeah. are listening and, to this <laughs> and and the reason the reason i feel that this was important to bring up as we talk about work from home hacks or whatever you want to call it it's a lot easier to procrastinate in at least i'm talking about my own life my own self it's easier for me to procrastinate when I'm home. It's easier because I don't have, I don't have people passing me in the hall. Going, what are, What are you doing, Joe? Oh, oh, you're on Amazon. Of course, it goes oh, back to the whole a... accountability thing. Yeah, at you work, know? it's harder for me to pull up Amazon and go shopping for something, or, or look at the latest news and pull up, you know, news reports or something. At home, it's very easy to just say, okay, I'll get started in a minute. I just want to, let me see what's going on in the world first, and then let me. You right. Know, do this. I think that's a really good tip. And I think it's huge for work from home because you have the accessibility of everything in your home at your disposal. And right. being able to turn all of that off and focus, I think that five minute rule, and it doesn't have to be five minutes. Maybe oh, yeah, for you, it's frame. two minutes. Two minutes. It could be two minutes. But a lot of that is just taking the first step in just. Mm -hmm framing up what is it that I have to do? Why is this thing scary and ugly for me? And I think we could have a whole nother episode about this because I am pretty passionate about it. I, I talk a lot about energy management. Mm -hmm. And I think more than anything, procrastination is just managing your energy better. So mm -hmm. we can have a whole nother podcast about that. But I think that's also an important thing as you're working from home and thinking about when you tackle those hard things that just naturally irk you. If it's the worst project that you have in your day, do it first. Don't leave it to the end of the day. Because I can promise you by the end of the day, you're going to be you're like tired. a mental pancake. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> by the end of the day, I feel like the old dare commercials of when they show you this is a an egg on whatever. What is yeah. it? The, what? What, what, is, what is it they do? They throw an egg in a pan and they go, this is your brain on oh, drugs. Your brain on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I can't tell the story right, but that's how I feel at the end of a day, right? After like notice how we got food into it since yeah. we're having breakfast. So. I know we did just have some breakfast, yeah. so that's what my brain feels like at the right. end of the day. Right. Add all of that to the kids are screaming, the dog is barking, you don't have privacy in the room, the TV is on because their kids are bored or your spouse is bored. You know, I mean, this is real life for a lot of people they don't always have a closet to go hide out in and do their work in or, right. or a room so so i think that brings us to our next tip which would be find a workspace in your place mm -hmm. that works for you i'm using your old bedroom <laughs> actually a very funny story about that dad can you please share with me? <laughs> can you please share what happened when, what, when my old when, bedroom just for everybody's reference i had a wonderful bedroom and mm -hmm. i had like really cute feminine things all over the place and as far as anybody would be able to tell i still live there <laughs> if you went into that bedroom yeah your room is like a shrine so yeah so we we had no real reason to 
you know, kind of clear it out. And they wish I was Chris, still there, Christi you know. Christina never came and took any of her stuff, so she has <laughs> Betty Boop posters. You're like and, that was a dig, huh? Well, yeah. So when the pandemic started, and I decided to use my half desk, the room, my old desk, your desk, and I set everything up, and it was really nice. And I will never forget. I was on a Zoom call, and the president of the company I work for happened. To, I didn't have a background on, and looks up, and I didn't even notice it. On the top of a dresser was Christina's Barbies, like in the boxes. <laughs> My collectible <And> so Barbies. <laughs> like, Joe? And she says, Joe, you have interest? You're not telling right. us about it. And she says, uh, oh, I, are those Barbies up there? And I was, oh, no. I said, yeah, oh, it's my, I'm working in my daughter's bedroom. And she's like, it's okay. Everybody can have hobbies. You know, it doesn't matter. You know, a lot of people collect a lot of things. So. He has since dropped the Barbies. Up. I have a big garbage bag in, in my anymore. garage yes. of, of collectible Barbies that he's like, this now needs a home. The room is now sanitized. So yeah. Done. But the point is, I think that's a really good way of saying that you were not used to working from home. You had a beautiful office mm -hmm. at your company. Yeah. But now you're working from home primarily. Mm -hmm. So creating a space, whether it's a kid's bedroom, people have taken in apartments, turned closets into office right, right. environment. And, you know, just work with the space that you have. I'm so lucky that I have an office. I can close the door and have my own private space there. But find your private space. And even if it's a corner of a room, you have to, if, if it's a partition, work with what you have, yeah, but even find if it's a space. Three feet by three feet or two feet by two feet, it's your space. Yeah, and do your best to make sure that your family, your friends, whoever you live with, make sure that they, and you know, you do the best you can with kids, but make sure that they understand that when you're in that space, that you're in work mode. And, you as know, as best you can, if it's possible, as best you can. Right. And it's actually been neat. So my husband and I are both working from home now and he's worked in our basement. But our basement is also where we hang out. It's where we've got the, the best TV sound system and all of that. The bar. So he has <laughs> started. Basement. But it's been really cool to watch what he did because he was struggling with, you know, I'm working down there but it's hard to get in the mindset of i go from work mode to then now i'm gonna watch tv or hang out or have a beer so he actually bought a foldable desk and he keeps it in the closet down there and when he's ready to work he unfolds the desk he has That's an adorable cool. little fake potted plant that he mm -hmm. puts on the side of it a little pencil holder thing and he sets that up and he goes to work so it's like he folds that out. He folds out his office. And when he has that desk out, it's like office mode. And then when the day is done, he packs up the stuff in a little case, puts it back in the closet, and then he's in hangout mode. So you can take a space that you use for other things, but do little things that help you to mentally switch gears. Well, I think probably the last item on our hacks is setting those the boundaries of time. Because when you work from home, it is very easy to go right there and do some work and then work too late at night, allow people to communicate late and so on. So set a boundary of whatever your hours are in nine to five and take some breaks in between and have that. And, you know, get fresh air. Mm -hmm. Find something that helps you to transition in and out of your work hours. So if you set your work hours, you get up, you get dressed in the morning like you're going to work, you know, do your hair, put makeup on so that you can be somebody that can leverage technology and connect with somebody. You know what's so important about this? 
transition, and you brought up a great term, transition. If you think about going to work in the morning and coming back at night, your drive into work, you transition from home and everything you have there, and you enjoy the weather, the sights, you're driving, listening to the radio, music, whatever you're doing on the way into work, you get into work and you're in work mode and you work, right? And you have your whole day. I taught for many years DISC, which is behavioral stuff, dominance, influence, steadiness, compliance. And one of the things, and I'm going to ask you, Christina, because I uh -oh. would do this when I would do training. When you would be driving home from work, did you ever experience driving and get to, let's say, an exit off Route 80 or something and say, oh, I'm here? Like you don't remember the ride yeah. up to there? And yet, obviously, you made it successfully and you didn't hit anything. And Well, right? most, most days. Okay, <laughs> most days. But that's my point. You basically end your day, you get in the car, and you have a transition period half hour, 15 minutes, an hour, whatever your ride is, where you unwind and decompress. loosen up and decompress. That decompression is why you didn't remember the ride. You were now focused. You automatically did the ride, but you weren't conscious really of it. We don't have that when you're working from home. You're right. And that causes family problems because I know even myself, I'll come out of the room and maybe I was just on a call, I'm aggravated about something, and I come out, and then mom says, I was thinking about blah, 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 and, and you're kind of you like... You had like a negative reaction, yes, and it wasn't warranted. And I'm getting upset, and there was no reason to get upset. So it's very important to be at least be aware of that. There's not much you can do about it. But there but is. be aware about that. Yeah, but I think there is something you can do, and that's a really it's good point. It's called whiskey. Oh, no. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that's part of your wind down. It could be, right? Wind down. But I think that's a huge thing. Build some kind of decompression and transition into your day mm -hmm. so that you have a clear mental cue that I am no longer in my work mode mm -hmm. and I'm moving into whether it's family time or fun time or something that relaxes you and gives you mental ease. So maybe when you finish your work day, because you've set your clear hours, you take a walk. And it can be 15 minutes, it could be 30 minutes, whatever. Maybe that's when you go to the gym. Maybe, that, Dad, I know none of, he's looking at me with a <laughs> blank stare because he's like, none of this not, decompresses no. me. <laughs> Dad, maybe you play the guitar for a few minutes okay, after your work day. Okay, well, speak your language. Maybe you go have something special that you were craving in the freezer. Can I have that ice cream? <laughs> maybe that's what, okay. how you decompress. Maybe you listen to your favorite podcast. Throw us on in the morning. There you go. Maybe you, I have talked to people that wake up and they go and drive to Starbucks or their mm -hmm. coffee shop of choice and get a coffee or go and well, get breakfast. Or, or at the end of the day, do it or something. Or do yeah. it at the end of the day. So just build something in that advice. you enjoy so that you have some kind of a mental transition. And I, I understand a lot of times you have more work you have to do later on and you might have to log back in. And we did that when we were going mm -hmm. into offices. But make sure you have some of that transition time so that you can get back into family mode. This was great. Home mode, whatever. That's a good idea. Thank yeah, you. So to recap, get dressed. You don't have to wear the <laughs> uniform that my dad wears. You know, you can have fun with it. I always have yoga pants on because usually I'll start my day with Pilates and then I will put a cardigan over it and put some makeup on for work. But get dressed so that you're in the mindset and you feel like you're ready to tackle your day.
use your technology. Now that you're dressed, you've got your makeup on, whatever, you do your hair, put your gel in, just get ready, put a polo on, and then be in a position where you can connect with people at a moment's notice so that you don't feel like, you know, oh, I, I look, I, I don't look right today. I'm just going to send an email or pick up the phone if you do. And then, you know, what's the next thing, Dad? <laughs> <laughs> Find an accountability partner. <laughs> I love when Christina recaps. <laughs> I cannot it, well, it's count. She's, she's unwinding now. That's the problem. That's yeah, the problem. I started transitioning. No, the accountability partner was good. The fighting procrastination by acknowledging what it is and, you know, yes. just do, do the hard things. Make sure that you set your physical workspace, mm -hmm. have a clear schedule, make sure that the other people in your life and that you work with are aware of what that is. And, and then employ the transitions. Yes. Unwind. Very good. Enjoy yourself. So make sure that you find time for the things that make you so happy. So you listened. I you listened. listened. You're good. Yeah. I can't count still, Dad, but I I'm working know. on it. You're working on it. Yeah. It's right. You know, that's why we're not going to ever put like a number of steps for something. You'll never find like, <laughs> maybe you will. Maybe we'll get better at that, you know, but you're not going to find like a podcast about a certain set number of things mm. because as evidenced in our podcast about process improvement, your girl can't count. <laughs> it's all right. We love you anyway. All right. Well, all right. this has been a lot of fun. Hopefully everybody feels a little bit more invigorated to go tackle your virtual work environment. And if you're able to go into an office and have that benefit, you have fun there too. But I think you can use some of this to limit your procrastination, find a way to make that more enjoyable as well. So awesome. thank you for listening today. We will catch you next week. Wherever you are, whatever your story, thanks for spending time with us this morning. Now, go and make a difference in your world. Dad, I have to say, this is the first episode that we didn't even roll the drum. I know. No drum. I'm not going to do it either. No. My impulses are telling me to roll the drum, but nope. I'm nope. going to I'm going to hold back. Bye. Thank you everyone. <laughs>